bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. Um, and this is the <laughs> podcast where we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. It's such a shitty time to be doing a political podcast, my mouth. I know. Like everything is just so fucking grots. <laughs> I literally watched C-SPAN, okay, <laughs> for two hours yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm all the years we've had this podcast... There's no way you've ever done that. And I never have. Sat in for two hours and watched C-SPAN? C-SPAN. Oh, no, you probably have because you watched the yeah, hearings and shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I watched a Senate session. Ooh. I watched C-SPAN 2 because C-SPAN 1 had the House of Representatives. C-SPAN 2 had the Senate. Uh-huh. I watched two hours. Mm-hmm. I was trying to find out about that fucking Fugazi fucking gun control oh, new fake oh, bill right, that they're yeah, trying to right, do. Right. Instead, mm-hmm. I watched every senator say yay or nay on whether or not the government should give extra benefits to veterans who were exposed to toxic <laughs> chemicals during like wartime. Mm-hmm. Um, like John McCain and Bo Biden, both right. of who died of brain cancer. Right. Like, are we really voting on whether veterans <laughs> exposed to toxic chemicals from like burn pits should get extra bet i think it's yay i yeah, think but it's republicans yes. don't want it no. and literally it. 17 of them voted against it Amazing. and you know what i bet you 80 percent of the active military are are republican and yet here we are and i think we also know that 80 percent of the people who stormed the capitol were ex-military I mean, I don't really and yet, understand. And Republicans I don't, don't want them to have benefits I don't, when they're dying of brain cancer. I, I don't get it. And I'm watching the, this on C-SPAN. I'm going, well, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I don't want to talk about politics like I'm talking about reality TV anymore. I just don't. It <laughs> fucking sucks. This reality show sucks. It's terrible. It's not funny. It's too real. It's so, yeah. It's I'm so, like, I feel, like, so it's dark fu- right now. Yeah. I'm not into it. It's fun in games to a certain point. It's like it's it was fun in games starting with Trump. And then we like even when we meet people who are Republican and they want to get into something or whatever, it's like or even anyone is like, I don't want to talk about politics because like it's no fun. But then you get into when we've what we've gotten into, which is like the the heart of darkness, yeah. the apocalypse now of it all. And then you end up like Marlon Brando in a cave painting your face and living alone with a weird you know what i mean yeah. and then you can't because you can't survive after you know what you fucking know and that's like the problem people who work in porn can't enjoy porn anymore it's like right it's like also mm. the way i can't cook because then i can't eat it yet i can 
yet I can. <laughs> Some things I'm still able right. to enjoy, such as food, which apparently I'm never not going to be able to well, enjoy. The, the, the mystery isn't but, ruined for you with that, but we've gotten too deep. We are into the heart of darkness. And I do want to apologize to our 14 listeners um, because um, I am like my, I'm cynical to the point of cracking at this point, And I, we are going to, for this short, like future, this short immediate future, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing interviews and we're going to be doing mm-hmm. things that are fun and appeal to us. <laughs> and I just can't sit and talk about how fucking the senator from Texas is pretending to, gu- to do a gun reform bill. I'm just not going to do it. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, or I just won't. I won't be able to maintain this podcast. So I do want to apologize. We are still going to talk politics. It's just going to be like the way we did with the rabbi. Right. That's more like socio cultural. Oh. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like the, we kind of like, because really at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's the heart of it anyway. And that's like the thing that you want to talk. It's like one thing you talk about policy. It's like, that's what gets the darkness is the policy of it all. Cause the policy we can talk about, we need to come together and we need and people need to love and meow, meow, meow. But then you get into the policy and nobody really wants that. And that's where you go. Wow. Nobody well, really wants and that. It's so a, now it's a broken oh, it's system. A, everything. But we can sit with the rabbi and talk about like, you know, the culture of incels and how that happens and that we need to right. break bread and we need to come together and we need to watch my mother read Torah and right. we need to like look at people in the eye I mean, I think that maybe for the short term, we need to focus on our on our small circle, you yeah. know, on our like making our circle fun and your circle, whoever's listening, like your family, your friends, your. Well, that's we why we're to- going to we're doing a, a slight pivot for our own mental health. Yeah. And, you know, when actual policy happens, that matters. That's real. That's not fake. That's not (laughs) bullshit. And now we're getting into the midterms. Mm -hmm. And this is all just going to be everything for elections, for voting. Right. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm super, super cynical about it all right now. So we're going to do our best. Mm -hmm. And um, for anyone who doesn't um, like the, the way the socio- (laughs) <laughs> of, of it all pivot um there's always our patreon right Mama? that's right and we've <laughs> been doing a lot of a lot of antics on the patreon i mean i feel the same way you do it's very challenging but we have our patreon podcast so for anyone who needs a break like we need a break from politics or who just isn't here for our negative vibes Negative vibes, guys. Talking about negative vibes. <laughs> um, over on the Patreon, we try and leave the negative vibes, guys, behind. Well, I know that I feel the way you do. Politics is... I'm so angry and have no... Uh, there's no balance right now. It's just it's, I'm either angry or I'm depressed or I'm angry or I'm depressed and there's no balance. So we need to find the balance in order to be able to talk about stuff. But where I do find I'm having fun... And enjoying our time is, of course, on the Patreon. Um, <laughs> so we get to get to sing and do stupid shit and be dumb and talk about dumb shit and laugh and leave all that bullshit behind. So if you want to uh, go on that journey with us, come, come, please come on the Patreon. Um, and we're going to leave our negative vibes behind. Negative vibes, guys. Negative vibes. Um, yeah, we have our, our Patreon idol, Mel. Patreon idol is fucking heating up okay when we started to talk about patreon idol a week ago 
Was it a week? It's two weeks more ago. More than that, yeah. We thought we would get a couple of submissions, but no, no, no. We have over like we have like twelve now. I know. I thought we it's had crazy. Yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's getting, in. It's getting hot in here. It's getting hot in here. Like the kitchen is getting hot. Yeah. So and if so, if, if anyone you know, if you're not on the Patreon and you're feeling like you you want to do a submission to, we're gonna premiere our two part. It's just gonna be an, an annual thing we do. Yeah. Two part Patreon Idol. Um, before we leave for Paris, we are going to Paris for your birthday, Memo. Yeah. Um, on your birthday is June twenty eighth. We were we're gonna leave probably the day before, uh-huh. but we are going to premiere the two part Patreon Idol probably that week. So if you want to do it, if any of the fourteen listeners um aren't on our <laughs> Patreon yet, you got to get on that shit because. I mean, we're we're it's we're gonna close it, and we're gonna close exceptions. Well, we you know can I mean? because we got to put the show together. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So, get your get your submissions in. Yeah, and after that, mm-hmm. P.S. After we go to Paris, we are gonna be on a gay cruise through Spain for two weeks, um, and there will be no more Patreon <laughs> Idol because that's gonna be all <laughs> drunken gay antics all across the boat. That's what we do when we. It's been. We have not been on a gay cruise since before the pandemic. It's been a couple of years. And before that, we yeah. had a lot of Patreons on gay cruises. Yeah, we did. So um, we, did. we are already preparing ourselves for the repetitive, heavy bass, <laughs> no lyric dance jams <sighs> that dominate the dance floors of gay cruises everywhere. Um, so we're kind of first we were we did Andre the Scat Queen. We didn't even know. <laughs> That we were going on the Spain cruise at no, that point. No, I thought cruises were done. We were done. Yeah. I was pretty sure we were we were done with that. But uh, they came back. And um, so then you you've you went ahead and made <laughs> created mm-hmm. a, your own. Um, well, we were uh, from the Patreon. This is the joy that you get. And now you can. Here's uh, a little sample of a Patreon. <laughs> this is their most popular. Uh, okay. It's called Rapapa. <laughs> it's making anytime it makes me I get a look on her face, I know. Oh, oh, it's kinda like the last Are we are we giving like a okay. Jewish Russian vibe? Like we're going Ooh. at a wedding. Haba Habanagila Habanagila Nagila Haba Habanagila Nagila Haba Get up on the dance floor, Nagila. Have a Nagila, have a Nagila. Get up on the dance floor, Mazel Tuff. Have a Nagila, have a Nagila. Have a Nagila, have a Nagila. Have a Nagila, have a Nagila. It is giving a Russian. Have a Nagila, yeah, kind of. Or some maybe, or Israeli. Yeah, Israeli. We're all same death. I mean, with all death. Yeah, yeah, something, yes. Right? Yeah. Running from the white supremacists, we go to try to hide, but they will find us under couches and under cave times. <laughs> we are trying to hide from all of the crazy Russian Putin and all of the soldiers, but they will find us. But you know what we're going to do? To the dance floor! That's right. All Jewish the Jews! People. To the dance floor now! <laughs> Habanagila, Habanagila, Habanagila. <laughs> That's right. I love that. Hi, 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 h
uh, actually named the whole Patreon Jizzy Nagila after that song, and I'm hope we hope that that our our producer Sasha Flick will will add that to to your album. I hope so. And you know what? It just seemed right after we had a rabbi on the week before <laughs> that we went ahead and sang that. And if you like, I mean, the thing is, you know, listen, I'm Jewish. So by the way, let's put that out there once again for anyone who has a, thinks that that's not appropriate. I am a Jewish, so that is why so you're allowed is. to to change Hava Nagila to single Jizzy. Jewish thing I want to say, I can <laughs> say. Okay, deal with it. Deal with it. I mean, sorry, but that's how it is. So, and if you have a problem with that, then that's your problem. Now, I like Jewish music. Why not? And so, all I'm saying is, if you like stupid songs, dance songs, any kind of songs, made up songs, you know. Um, you're gonna or if you want to sing a song for Patreon Idol if you want to sing a song you definitely need to sign up for the Patreon because then you can sign up for Patreon Idol and I just want to say one last thing about it which is it's not a competition it's a celebration so go to our website julianbrandy.com and you can find all the links to check out our Patreon podcast we do two a week every week they're a dollar each you can choose to sign up for one a week or two a week they're both an hour long and there's no ads and most importantly there's no politics Oh, right. So you're saying just in case someone was like, I want to do Patreon Idol, but I don't want to be told that my voice sucks. We're not going to do that. We're, it's we're, a celebration. Yeah. It is not a competition, but we, you know, yeah. we want to have all, everyone who listens, who has, we know that there's lots of talented people or not. Maybe you want to <laughs> send in a thing and you're like, uh, 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 and you're whatever. We want to celebrate that too. Because yeah. it's all fucking awesome. It's all awesome. Maybe you just want to be funny. Maybe you did karaoke and we have some, we have some joke submissions, I think. Yeah. Speaking of um, Patreon idols, Susan Stone from Texas. Mm. Now, we love fucking Suze. <laughs> we love her. She came to our Atlanta show. She's right up there in my mouth. She said, one of our favorite things when people send pics for the Drug Den bulletin board is when they send pictures with us. Yes. And Susan yes. did, and she sent a huge one. And I'm like, um, I starved myself for two weeks straight. And when mm. I tell you I look up at that all the time and I go, oh, my God, I look like. I'm dying of a disease and I love it. You're so I look lucky. very thin there, yeah, right? Yeah, you do look very I thin. I mean, just sharp I edges mean, everywhere. Yeah, it looks good. God, and I definitely wish that I had appreciated my face at that point <laughs> because it's grown <laughs> exponentially. Well, me too. So, but oh well. so we love Susan for reminding us of our Atlanta show and sending that. And we and she's also added um, a picture with Sasha Flick's sister, which we love too. Oh, yeah. She came to the Atlanta show. That's but right. she sent a huge gift package and um, filled with like birthday cake, Rice Krispie treats, baby wipes, Ghirardelli, <laughs> caramel squares, <laughs> candles, Little like mugs. I mean, it's Flossies, Burt's Bees. Yeah. She sent a huge care package. But the most important thing she sent <laughs> was sh the whole package was designed around one special gift that wasn't even meant to be for your birthday. It was meant mm. to be for, you know, since we lost our job. She oh, was, right. It was kind of like right. a gift to, to a consolation gift or whatever. But it is going to be for your birthday because, Susan, when I tell you that Julie is obsessed with this thing <laughs> and she loves it so much, she likes to play with it and touch it and <laughs> admire it and do imaginings that she's like, <laughs> Nicolas Cage is stopping by and they're yes. going to find things for yes. the Constitution or whatever the treasure fuck. map <laughs> yeah. in the back of the Constitution. Yeah. So read her, her, her letter. Uh. 
Susan, thank you so much for this package. And, and I know that, um, that you didn't mean this for Julie's birthday, but we really, it, it's, it's perfect. Julie and Brandy, let your heart and soul be your compass and you'll always be on the right course. Love Susan. Now what this is, is a nautical. It's like, first of all, it comes in a, a wooden box. J H Stewart strand, London. I'm already in. <laughs> yeah. You're and whopping. I'm whopping. It's a brass nautical compass. I don't know how it works, it's like but an I like antique to... ship compass. Right. Isn't it? And it reminds me of the altheometer from Golden Compass, which also is my life's blood. So uh, it, I love it so much. And it's brass and it looks old and antique And it's in an antique like box. And it makes me think that, yeah, I'm going to go find a treasure map. Yeah. And that my life is going to change. Read her big, her <laughs> long letter. Mm. It's so beautiful. And it's definitely the toy that Mamma has been waiting for to play with with her hands and yeah. do her imaginings. <laughs> Julie and Brandy, I just want to give you both big hugs for the bullshit you had to go through trying to get that stupid fucking Nickelodeon job. Fuck those assholes. They don't even know who they fucked over in their quest to find reasonable people to write for their fucking nonsense. Y'all would have crushed it, but fuck them anyway. I've been collecting some of this stuff since Christmas, but of course, Procrastinita, that lazy bitch, my ruling personality lately, has made herself quite comfortable in my life. She sneaks and takes over, and next thing I know, my house is a trash pit. I've gained 40 pounds, and I still have a shit ton of things on the to-do li- on the to-do list. Lis- literally, literally <laughs> the same. The literal the same. Same, Suze. Same, same. Like, the same trash pit, 40 pounds, la- all of it. The to-do list well, is, it's, it's, and, and you know what? And you know what? We have talked about that recently on the Patreon, and I know that Susan... She said she was feeling same. So it's like, you know, we're not we're not alone. Susan's not alone. We're all fucking procrastinita trash whores. And you know what, Suze, we're going to do it. I've been trying to uh, work on the on the weight loss for quite a while, but it's it's come. It's coming around the bend. Well, I'm still trying to kick that bitch to the curb, but I've managed to finally gather all the goodies in my care package for y'all. The main gift, the ship's sundial compass. I saw it and just knew it was perfect for my girls, J and B, because I feel well, y'all it's really more perfect for Julie. <laughs> But I, I enjoy, I really do like seeing you get your fucking Nick Cage life with it. Like, I mean, I, I mean, she, Susan, when she saw it, she was so excited. <laughs> um, I was. And, but I like the metaphor of it all for both of us. Yeah. Because I, she says, because I feel y'all veered off course a little bit with the Nickelodeon job. Yes, you are both great enough for that job and you would have fucking rocked it. But is that really in your brand? Y'all are edgy, bold, and crass, but also fucking hilarious. So I know there's going to be another job, a better job for my hellaciously hilarious heroines of humor. I just made that up, but I think I like it. That's literally, she, that's what this parentheses. And when you finally land that job, you'll, they'll be lucky to have you and you won't have to change a bit. Anyway, I love y'all just as y'all are and millions of others do too. So let the sundial, <laughs> so sundial compass remind you daily that your heart and soul should be your guide and you will never get lost. All the other things are just knickknacks and goodies. The owl mug looked cuter online, but still he's pretty cute. So I thought Julie might like it. And I do for her morning drink, whether that's coffee, athletic greens or vodka. The candle thing is a re-gift. <clears throat> but imagine the drug den can never get too much smell. Yeah, you're right. You're exactly right, Susan. <laughs> Plus, I threw in some always needed toiletries. I've always included my favorite snacks in the whole world. Birthday cake, rice, crispy treats. By the way... 
delicious, delicious. I nearly lost my mind the first time I saw these. I mean, what else could make mar marshmallow crispy treats better than birthday cake icing? Enjoy. Also, Ghirardelli milk chocolate caramel squares, I also love, are my daily chocolate indulgence. Keep those in the fridge so they melt ever so slightly on your tongue <laughs> as you bite into them, and that soft caramel oozes out so softly. <laughs> Caress your taste buds with sweetness. Jesus, Susan, stop it. Susan. Damn. You can um, come <clears throat> caress my taste buds now. I hope this package greets y'all with a smile on your face and a pull on your heart. I'm sorry again that it is delayed by my pure laziness, but not too late to cheer you in your heart because that's what y'all do for me every week with DGP and Patreon. You keep laughing so I don't go insane. Hopefully knowing that there's more of us there than the original 14 listeners will keep y'all motivated to keep up the good work and to branch out into other projects, albeit rated R projects, so we can continue to hear about such things as Kristen Jissima, cock-blocking Republicans, and that Vlad Putin is a twat. I love all your colloquialisms that are NSFW. In conclusion, just know that we all love you more than you can ever know and only want the best for you, as long as you don't have to pretend to be someone you're not. With all the love from the bottom of my heart, sincerely, Susan Stone. Well, the sundial got us back on course because we quickly wished for death on all of the people <laughs> in the Nickelodeon show, including the children. Now it's time for an extra special edition of Leaving People Voicemails. Believe it or not, George isn't at home please leave a message at the beep i must be out before i pick up the phone where could i be <laughs> believe it or not i'm not home george pick up i know you're screening for allison hey so coffee shop no i can't she knows i go there it's not secure hey i got another call coming in i gotta let the machine get it bye George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. This is our segment called Leaving People Voicemails. The title is pretty self-explanatory, but it basically consists of people leaving voicemails for government officials and representatives. Over the years, we've had several people do this, including Michael Avenatti, who left a voicemail for Republican <laughs> Senator Lindsey Graham, and Leah Black, who left a voicemail for Republican Senator Susan Collins. But today, we've hit the mother load of voicemails <laughs> because our friend Mr. Beat called every single fucking United States senator for his enormously popular YouTube channel. And of course, being that we are talking about elected officials... More than half of those calls ended in Mr. Beat leaving people voicemails. Mm -hmm. Here is one he left for Iowa Republican hair monster, Joni Ernst. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for calling the office of Senator Joni Ernst. That's her. We are unable to answer the phones at the moment, but please leave your name, phone number, and a message. Maybe. And a member of my staff would be happy to return your call. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Hi, my name is Matt Beat, and I'm calling on behalf of Senator Ernst's constituents in Iowa, and I want to bring to her attention the Freedom to Vote Act. I think it's a great bill. I think there's a lot there for both Republicans and Democrats, and so I want her to reconsider it 
and uh, at least look at maybe a modified version of it. I do want to know how she feels exactly about the Freedom to Vote Act. So if you could please give me uh, her feedback. Um, my email is IamMrBeat at gmail.com. That is I-A-M-M-R-B-E-A-T at gmail.com. And uh, again, I'm calling to let you know that the Freedom to Vote Act is a great bill that I think that Senator Ernst should support and consider. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you to Senator Ernst for her service. <laughs> All these people talking trash in the comments and I'm sitting there trying to be nice to her. <laughs> well, I'm quite sure Joni Asshat never gave him any honest feedback or any feedback at all, in fact. So here to tell us all about what a giant, ineffective waste of time it is to try and call our duly elected senators is everyone's favorite high school social studies teacher and YouTube sensation, Mr. Beat. Hi, Hello, Mr. Beat. Mr. Beat. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Okay, so full disclosure, <clears throat> this segment has historically only featured extremely rude and angry messages <laughs> directed at senators, but from the voicemail we played, that clearly wasn't your intention when you left your voicemails. So we want to know what gave you the idea to call every U.S. senator and what exactly were you trying to accomplish? I, well, I was, uh, I actually was trying to, you know, raise support for the Freedom to Vote Act, or, you know, the bill that didn't pass because Republicans didn't like it. It was to expand voting rights, basically, which is really important to me. But They hate rights. The main re <laughs> especially right. voting rights, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. which lead to everything else. Um, but, yeah, so it was mostly, though, just a, a demonstration to my viewers. Um, like, it was, it was supposed to be educational um, to show them this is what it's like, you know, and that it's easy, you can do it, and I encourage you to do it, to call your uh, senator and put pressure on them. And, and, you know, it has it supposedly has more of an effect if you call them versus just send them an email, which prior to doing this exercise, I had only ever emailed my senators. I had never actually called them until this. And so I was a little embarrassed by that fact. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to call all of them. And, you know, I did it live. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, this will take like four or five hours. Well, uh, it, didn't, it ended up taking two days. It was a, <laughs> a long ordeal. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, you, you demonstrated that it was easy to call. Now, I mean, we had also emailed not we've never tried with a senator, but we've emailed our our district representatives mm -hmm. like Adam Schiff, you know, yes. and asked mm -hmm. these guys to come on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And we have gotten responses from their staff email wise, but we didn't start calling until we started having people call and tell them off. But <laughs> while you demonstrated that mm -hmm. it's easy to call, you didn't find that it was easy to get anyone on the phone and or get anyone to call you back. I mean, you didn't talk to one single senator did you no and i wasn't <laughs> expecting to talk to any senator that that would have been a little crazy um <laughs> however i was expecting to talk to more staffers and mm -hmm. i did talk to i, I think i talked in the, the follow-up video i did i think i it was uh it was i think 50 no no it was 47 staffers that i actually talked to so that means i left 53 voicemails so <laughs> it, it was yeah less than half staffers of the staffers actually answer the phone and keep in mind i called during um business hours it was it, it should have been times when somebody was at the office so 
maybe some people were at lunch. I don't know. Maybe there was other calls and they just couldn't get to it. Oh, sure. Um, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. And what is the breakdown? Did you happen to do? Okay, so we know you left 53 voicemails. We'd love to, you could just send us those and then we could just have <laughs> material for this segment for the next three years. But do you know how many was it a majority of Republican uh, staffers that didn't answer? Or, you know, did you ever figure out those percentages like of the of the 47 that answered? I'm quite sure 39 were Democrat. (laughs) Well, I'm not that partisan of a person. Um, Obviously, I lean more towards one party or the other. The same one that you that you two lean towards. Um, (laughs) But but I think that you keep that you keep that yourself i do have the record yeah yeah like in my follow-up video i didn't say the parties but i will tell you that the five um senators that did actually respond to me within three months anyway um (laughs) were democratic senators Mm. so um slow clap Mm -hmm. yeah and and one of them one of them was cory booker who uh i was amazed that that senator booker actually sent me not not just a letter but a video of him well, we saw that video and we we were we literally jumped up and down for you. Like we were like, oh my god, Cory Booker is is video. I can't believe it. So and then we were like, we're calling him immediately and see if he'll come on the podcast. He responded to Mr. Beat. Maybe he'll come on the podcast. I mean, he said your name. He was like, oh, let's let's play the. I'm gonna play the video now so people can hear it. Mr. Beat, it's Cory Booker. I just watched your video of you calling my office. So three things, real quick. One, thank you for acknowledging um, my team and. They are an extraordinary group of people who just elevate the mission that we have for our office. And it's not just a policy mission. We also are big believers in ideals of kindness and leading with love. And that really is most evident in the small things is how do you talk to people? How do you listen to people? How do you engage with them? And I'm really grateful that you saw that spirit uh, in my team. Number two, um, I agree with you. (laughs) Election day should be a federal holiday. Let me give you one example. I mean, the, the mere fact that people work on Tuesdays, imagine being a single parent with a, a couple kids and having to get them to school, having to work your full-time job, having to pick them up, take them to games, all the demands on people's times, and then trying to fit in voting and you find out it's an hour wait, two hour wait, three hour wait to vote, especially in low income areas or disproportionately minority areas, we're seeing longer wait times. and so. We should have a federal holiday to encourage people to vote. And I believe we should go beyond just a voting day in America. We should have mail-in balloting and voting over a period of time to make sure that our electoral process is more inclusive, more equal in all their access. And finally, point number three, um, thank you for what you just modeled. Uh, I think that what you're doing by calling every single senator is you're showing people what activism is all about. And in many ways, how easy it is to engage with uh, your public officials. Uh, this idea that goes back to our founding of petitioning the government, uh, that this is a democracy of we the people. Um, I just appreciate um, that leadership that you're showing, that light and instruction that you're showing as well. I wish you all the best. I hope I get a chance to meet you in, the, in person one day. Thank you. Oh, star studded. That is unbelievable. And, and actually, Cory Booker wasn't the only... Didn't some of the staffers like recognize you or know you from YouTube? Yeah, that was especially trippy. <laughs> That's um, amazing. So I, I, at least two of them said, oh, is this Mr. Beat? And mm. they actually, like one of them was watching me. So that was kind of surreal. And, <laughs> you know, so I, like most, most of the staffers, I, I, you know, I cut them some slack anyway because they they don't work for... 
I mean, they, they, they don't get paid much money to do their job, and they have to deal with a lot of angry constituents. And most of them were very nice, like Democratic Democratic ones and Republican ones. Um, so, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to all the the staffers who answer, the, answer those phones day in and day out. And I mean, that's not an easy job to do. And those staffers, you said in the video, um, just to let our listeners know, the staffers meaning, like, they're probably interns like they're not getting paid oh, at all. Do we very really little? Know? Um, do we know? We don't know for sure. I, you know, I did have some staffers reach out to me afterward off the record, mm. and so I can't really. But I mean, mm. I won't say exactly. But um, there's a good chance that somebody that answers the phone when you call their office is not getting paid. God. Yeah. So. Like, how do you organize? the calls did you did you do it by time zone did you go alphabetically and how and what exactly was there is there a resource for just a straight phone number list because we know from when we've done it just to tell people off for fun (laughs) you got to figure out one has to figure out whether they're in their dc office or their or their like local state office Mm -hmm. yeah good question um i did it alphabetically and i (laughs) there's a document yeah so good old uh, Alabama, I think was first. <laughs> and, uh, so the master list of all the DC offices is all in one document. It's on the Senate website. Oh. So I think it's Senate.gov or something like rather. Yeah. Um, and I showed my viewers how to do that, which was a big part of the reason why I did it. It's like, here's how you do it. You call this number and this extension and then boom, you're right there. I even called the vice president's office, which, they were quite rude to me, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so, bullshit. Uh, that is bullshit. God damn yeah. it. Yeah. They were just well, like, get off our phone, you YouTube whore. Actually, in their defense, the reason why, in the beginning when I was doing it, I told them that um, they were being recorded. Oh. And then they put their guards up after that. And when Actually, it's it was completely legal for me to record them. At, and, and just so you know, if anybody... Well, I, I, I just want to interrupt you, rec- you and say, when yeah. I saw this on your video, I was like, I, I had to mop my brows. Like, thank <laughs> God we never even, even though we were just leaving messages, Julie did call Stephen the fucking Miller. White House and get Stephen Miller on the phone. I did. I did. And, wow. And, yeah. And, that, thank and I God. did record him and he did hang up on me. <laughs> yeah. After so, I told him I was from dumb gay politics, oh my God. he then hung up. So thank but. God you, you found out and announced <laughs> that in DC is a one, one per party state. Yeah. Explain that Mr. V. Yeah. So one party, uh, Kansas and DC are one party, uh, I guess districts or states, which means that only one person on the line has to know that the conversation is being recorded. So, wow. Thank I mean, God. basically that's basically, it's just so, so in DC and Kansas, it's like, yeah, um, you can record. Yeah. Without telling someone. I mean, basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. From now on, we should only be calling... DC. Correct. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you started by alphabetically. Who are we talking about Mm -hmm. in Alabama? That's just got to be someone gross. I mean, with all due. (laughs) You got the football coach, uh, Tuberville. um, Oh, yeah. And uh, actually, I think the first state to answer was not until Arkansas, which, if I remember correctly... It was Tom Cotton. Actually, Tom Cotton's uh, staffer was really knowledgeable. He knew exactly what to say on the issues. And, mm. you know, so it, the- and it's interesting, too. Like, he's a, he's a younger senator. I, f- I found that the younger senators seem to be a little bit more in, in tune with their constituents and or, like, at least to what, what they care about. Yeah. So the staffers are supposed to 
have a conversation with you or just take a message? Like would you, you presented, you <laughs> spoke to a staffer, you were like, I'm calling about how where Tom Cotton stands on like the Voting Rights Act. And then they then tell you? My impression was that they have no obligation to engage with you as far as like talking policy. All they have to do is just take down your message and say that they will relay that to the senator. Um, whether they actually did that or not, I don't know. Um, yeah, is I only got five responses out of 100. So. <laughs> Mr. Bean, is it against the law? Do you know? You might not know this, but I'm just thinking this now. Since the senators don't want to respond to anyone who doesn't give them money and or is influential or whatever. I wonder if we called and said, hi, this is Julie Goldman from the NRA. I'm just wondering if Mr. Cotton is like, I is it against the law to misrepresent yourself? Yeah. Is it? Um, I don't, I don't think it is. I mean, maybe <laughs> if it gets too deep, it would be fraud, but yeah. um, I do want to say something really important though. Like I got a lot of uh, comments on my video that saying, well, you're not their constituents. So why should they right. be obligated to get back with you? And my response to that is, hello, my two, my two senators in Kansas did not get back to me. Yep. So and I you, mean, said, yes. you said on the message we played, you were calling on behalf of the constituents of Iowa, which was really right. interesting to oh. me because it literally never occurred to me. I'm like, we've been doing this segment called okay. People Voicemails. I'm like, it's been a waste of time. We're not we're not even in the state. So, no wonder they don't care. Something really important I haven't brought up yet is that as I was doing this, I was looking at the chat and in the live stream and they were bringing up issues for me to bring up to their senator. I had actual people, constituents for these states and yeah. so I was like right. representing them. So, yeah. But they still didn't care. And but it was interesting. Like now I know like I'm going to have to call my friends in Texas and be like, go ahead and call up Ted Cruz because we can't do it because it's pointless to go scream at Ted Cruz, it's like screaming into a void. But if his own, you know, somebody says, oh, I live in Austin or whatever. At least, it, I mean, mm -hmm. it's pointless still. I mean, all of this is pointless is what we're really getting at. I mean, it, it's not supposed to be like fucking calling Brad Pitt. Julie said she thought we're supposed to be able to make a sit down appointment with these people. Is that, do you know anything about that? I mean, a lot of them w will attempt to like, I mean, if you, if you like say you're going to D.C. and like you're going to be there when they're actually going to be at the Capitol, um, they'll try to have it, it arranged where they can meet up with you if possible it usually doesn't work out, but I mean, it's, I think that in their defense, you know, you have one senator representing oftentimes millions of people, like in California, where you two are out at 40 million people live in the state. So two senators for 40 million people, uh, it's just not, it just, it's not feasible. <laughs> if I can't get oh, Diane no. on the phone, I'm going to raise hell. Well, this is the thing. And this is so it's funny because I went online just now while we're talking to look at Diane Feinstein's mm -hmm. uh, website. And this and this is true for all of the senators and all of the reps, too. And you're about to embark on the reps and good luck to you. We'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> is, that, is that there is a contact page of which you can request a meeting. Anyone can request a meeting. Now, we know that they won't meet with anyone who's not their constituent, but if we wanted to meet Diane Feinstein, we can request a meeting. Now she won't meet us. Well, but we know the whole she yelled at those is, kids, which was great when those kids showed up at her door and were like demanding oh, the sunrise kids or climate whatever. change yeah, yeah, yeah. bullshit. And she right. was like, "Get out of here, kids!" <laughs> and we were like, "Get out of here, kids!" Yeah, I mean that's the thing. We're supposed they're supposed to be they're supposed to talk to us. They are, but they don't. And that well, was the we had on our, our like a, a rep from California, Eric Swalwell. And I mean, what we learned from that is that 
you know, the reps basically just like help you get like a expedited passport and shit. But we could probably <laughs> possibly do a sit down with like Adam Schiff if he happens to be in town, in, town, in his office, taking not meetings, doing a hearing, right? Not extra busy. <laughs> All of them are going to find a reason to be so busy. And it's like now with Mr. Beat, you know, we, you have a YouTube channel. You do have, you know, Some and clout. I think you need to start exploiting that shit because yeah. you need to let them mm-hmm. know that you have 500,000 subscribers and you have your Patreon, you have your, and people are watching. And like, they probably might pay yeah. a little more attention to the famous <laughs> Mr. Beat. <laughs> well, I mean, I, in, in all seriousness, I, I do feel like I can, tr- I can't put that pressure on. And with this, you kind of hinted at this, the follow-up video is I am going to call every single member of the House of Representatives, mm. but this time I'm not going to do it in a live stream because I feel like some of them might actually be prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so yeah. I'm like, I don't want, I want to catch them off guard. So yeah. I want to do it privately and I want it to be more genuine. And I'm, I'm also going to pretend like I am a constituent from these states. Good. That's I don't right. care if that's fraud or Commit not. Commit that yeah. fraud. Thank Mr. you, Mr. Beat. Come that on, that's me, bro. A, that's a, yeah, yeah, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what you got to so, do. I mean, okay. And here's the deal. Like, I, I am getting increasingly disillusioned here. I mean, mm-hmm. as a social studies teacher who mm-hmm. specifically I've taught government for so long and I'm realizing that much of the system is a sham you think about it we haven't had any changes and like we we live in a representative democracy well it's not that representative folks Mm -hmm. like we haven't had that we've had the same number of representatives in uh in the house since the 1920s a hundred years ago so that was the last time they increased the number of representatives well what's unbelievable and it's when and when you were talking about the when you went on what i thought in my mind when you did your live stream and you said that you were taking questions from constituents from whatever state and then you were relaying that on to the representative that mr beat is being more of a representative than the representative is being a representative you're literally representing people who are asking you questions and then representing that taking it to the representative that's right i mean and and where who's job and by the way what's that uh, senator that dick who constantly brings up week what we call is it like government what's the other civics oh he constantly brings up civics because not josh holly but he's like him he's like young uh, um, uh probably ben ben sass yes ben fucking sass like how <laughs> dare he he constantly brings up i wish he probably didn't answer the phone i would love to know what his staff did and to hear at high school social studies teacher be like the deeper we know from doing this podcast, like, I wish I stayed with my head buried in the sand. The more you get into it, the more you're just like, well, this is totally upsetting. I don't want to see that the government isn't isn't representing the people and isn't it, it isn't a representative government. I wish Ben Sass would have to be held accountable since he's bringing up civics class all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember calling yeah. ben, ben Sass's office, <laughs> Mr. Beat? I actually... Yeah, he didn't answer. He, he never <laughs> responded. But I actually kind of like Ben Sass because he's one of the few sensible Republicans out there. But I kind of like I him too. Saying, but it is for I think it's hypocritical to sit and constantly bring that up in whatever hearing he's in. But then yeah. he doesn't walk the walk that he talks. Right, and and you can give, and I think you're right. You can give some people slack, like. They're overworked, they're underpaid, there's not enough people, and all of that, and all of that, and all of that. But at the same time, you know, there's a way to reform, there's a way to reform that easily. And, I mean, and the problem, opinion. it's easy to, like, 
to target individuals like i mean lindsey graham's a just a, a great target for so many many of us you know because look at him but at the same time really what we hate are the systems that have been in place that haven't changed yes some of them haven't changed since the founding of our country yes. and that's crazy to think yes. that something that was invented in the 1780s is still the exact same as like now in 2022 that's insane Yep. Yeah, we should make yep. all the people that work in um, government, or at least Congress, shower in the showers that were around at that same time <laughs> that the system was invented, and that and they should have to stay with that old technology as well, no and shower yeah. in a bucket that they stand in. I like Lindsey Graham well, better the, than Ben Sass. I love Lindsey Graham. The founding fathers shower this way, so we, you know, we got to shower exactly. like the founding fathers. That's exactly right. I, let's see how quickly they'd like to update the system. So, what uh, what was your biggest surprise or takeaway from the whole experience? Like, what surprised you the most? Well, the the uh, start off with the good was, you know, the the five senators who did respond. I mean. Uh, uh, some of those senators, I think, uh, like uh, Sherrod Brown, for example, um, he lives or he's in Ohio. Ohio has 18 million people. So it was impressive to me that he was able to respond to me, somebody who's not even a constituent of the state. Mm -hmm. Love him. Um, yeah. And uh, so and then also, of course, Cory Booker, which we already mentioned. I mean, that was above and beyond. Um, mm -hmm. So that was a surprise. Um but I guess, like, on the negative <laughs> was the surprise that my own senators didn't respond. Let's name-check um, them. Oh, yeah. So we have uh, Jerry Moran, who who is also a good guy. Like, I, you know, I don't want to, like, completely throw him under the bus. Uh, but there, the other one is Roger Marshall, and he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of a jerk. But, uh, I just don't understand yeah, if, a, if, a, if a, a resident of Kansas... That's supposed to be the heart of this entire country. You've got to be, I mean, you're the biggest influencer in fucking Kansas. If an influencer can't even get these people on the phone, like, what about just like some single mom? I don't know. It just, it is disheartening. It's upsetting. Well, I doubt Jerry Moran or Roger Marshall have heard of me, but um, maybe if they thought I was a big deal, they would have reached out. I think Cory Booker is kind of he kind of realized, oh yeah, this could be good PR. <laughs> yeah, you think? Well, his, that's clearly his staff, his somebody in the staff was like, who is this guy? They looked you up and they were like, uh, Cor, you need to send a video to Mr. B because shit's yeah. popping. And then whatever yeah. Jerry Aaron Moran didn't decide <laughs> that he was going to do that, and that is showing how lazy and old, probably older and fucking white privilege they yeah, are exactly that they didn't even look into it and it's like that 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 in and of itself is not good you know, that's not, not good it, yeah it's the 80s technology of yeah, it all yeah. like get with the times yeah they're often out of touch okay so before we let you go what advice would you give to a constituent who wants to call their senator for example someone who lives in texas wants to call ted cruz like an actual con constituent of whatever state what advice would you give that person if they actually wanted to speak directly with the senator or make an appointment like how what would you say they should do to have the best chances of hearing back or really getting in touch with the senator i think they should film it like i did yeah. i think they need to film the whole process and then upload it to youtube and say Here, here's what happened in my experience and likely they're going to have a similar experience and so eventually maybe things will start to change if they're realizing that so many of our supposed representatives 
are are just not listening to us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to amend that and say because we have our 14 listeners, they these motherfuckers love TikTok moment. Okay, <laughs> I say do it. Put it on TikTok. Oh. TikTok is like mm-hmm. fast, quick, yeah. fast food for that stuff, and it will quickly yeah. like circulate. You know, do it to YouTube that's too. A great but idea. Everybody, just film yourself, Mr. Beat. How about this? The Mr. Beat leave a voicemail organization project. <laughs> like, put your name on it. You devised it. It's your thing. Like, you start a movement. I mean, I'm telling you, get people. Yeah, get the people on the bandwagon to do it. Everybody, whatever well, they we'll, have. We'll, we'll work it. on that hashtag. Maybe shorten the hashtag a little bit. But yeah, I like it. Yeah, the marketing needs to be worked. All out right, there. I'm not a marketing expert, but I'm saying. Like, you know, but I think that like you started something that you're doing. You know, as a as a American citizen and constituent, 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 constituent. Maybe that's and, the hashtag. Yeah, constituent. Um, and that's something people can emulate. It doesn't take that much time, and it really if if like imagine if a million people contacted and put on TikTok or YouTube their senators or reps and then not one answer back. Well, I think that that was some great, great advice that we've never heard. And we've been seeing throughout the process of having this podcast. Oh, you know, somebody posts the number on Twitter. Everybody call. And it never matters. But (laughs) to say to like upload it, that's actually great, great great idea. idea. Way to put them on blast. Let's put Put the motherfuckers on blast. You know what? It took a social studies teacher. (laughs) That's right. Thank you so much for doing our stupid podcast again, Mr. B. This is your third or fourth time. Do we know? I think it's I think it's third time. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) Well, we really want you to come back and talk about being a a high school teacher, a middle America high school teacher, what that's like. You taught you've told us about Blue Lives Matter signs in the past. Mm -hmm. And Julie and I were like, we've never seen such a sign. (laughs) We have I have never even seen a sign like that. Not here. So we want to know what it's like. Like living in Kansas and teaching those kids. Yeah, I want to know what the syllabus is. I want yeah. to know what you're teaching. <laughs> I want, and we want to just hear about your just your teacher life. You know that we'd love to do that next. Well, we are so safe here from critical race theory. It hasn't <laughs> infiltrated and indoctrinated our kids here. Oh, well, and you're never allowed to say gay ever. Oh yeah, you can't say. Oh gay. yeah, we don't say gay yeah, either. Yeah. It's a bad yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. B, we love what you do and we always learn so much from you. Please tell our 14 listeners where they can find you and support your social media educating efforts. Oh uh, yeah, uh just search uh, Mr. Beat. I'm on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and all that. So it's B E A T like beat a drum. Is- well, this is okay. Mr. Beat is how we learned um, the Rothschilds <laughs> didn't right. in fact make lasers. That's right. That control the weather. But um, you can, I mean, that's how we, how we came to know Mr. Oh, Beat. He has so many, in so many great videos, so many, so many just between presidents, vice presidents, senators, how states were formed, state versus state. He's just, it's great. And if you like history and if you like learning about infotainment too, infotainment, fantastic videos. Yeah. Like we can't say enough about you. We love you yeah. so much. Thank yeah. you for doing our stupid shit. Yeah. Oh, it's, I, I love it. Thank you so much for the kind words. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Yeah, you betcha. Okay, sweet. Thank you so much. Feel better. Hopefully you don't feel too sick. Yeah, symptoms aren't too bad. So, But thank you. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, All right. Talk later. to you soon. Okay, bye. All right. Take care. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye. Now it's time for So There's That.
All right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because finding an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note is fucking hard, especially right now when apparently it's easier to break into the Capitol building and take a shit on the floor than it is to get a single member of the United States Congress (laughs) to call you back. The system is clearly broken, and the only people who aren't depressed about it are the ones who are exploiting the brokenness and profiting off of it. Is there any reason under the goddamn sun that we should believe there's justice for regular people in the world, Memo? No. <laughs> no. Oh, God. No. No. I mean, I don't... I mean, it's I, I reason even, not I even to hate, do this. I even hate, so there's that now. Hate. Hate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> ridiculous. It's just, I mean, this is fake news. This is basically I mean, fake news. Yeah. So, no, we no. Call, we should call this I mean, section fake news. This all right. Okay. Okay. All right. Look, look. There's got to be some. There are things that feel good. There are. So, I'm going to make this quick and easy and not too violent or rageful. I'm, I'm in and out of these hearings. I'm up my own ass with my own problems. And I feel like I'm having my own January 6th committee hearing in my own mind with my own life. And I'm the committee and the rioters. Unfortunately, the way I feel right now is that I'm Rudy Giuliani, drunk, old, fat, and hair dye dripping down my face as I wipe my nose with the other side of a Kleenex (laughs) and wonder why the cat doesn't even sleep in bed with me. It's just been that kind of week. Ironically, Brandy sent me this info because I can only pay attention to cartoons, Star Trek, and Barry the last couple of days and must stay in a bubble of fantasy or I will implode or explode. Not sure which. Don't know what the difference is. Maybe both. Who knows? Plus, ironically, this piece of information coincided exactly as I'm having my own situation, which never seems to end with my stupid fucking shitty asshole cocksucker iPhone 11. Well, I sent you three different options, <laughs> really pretty strong ones that you rejected and then you were into this one. Yeah. So I was like, all right. I, was, I mean, it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I'm having it just was it just it stru- struck a chord. Now, I've basically had to replace the screen twice in a row on my phone. It's never been the same. And when I tell you it freezes every hour, it stops and it scrolls through every single one of my apps on its own. It's maddening. It's driving me insane. It's like I'm Edgar Allan Poe. And this is the heartbeat that I hear through the walls. Okay? Well, I just also want everyone to know that first time you broke it you dropped it while you're smoking i did uh-huh you dropped it off like the railing oh while you were smoking okay well <laughs> and it fell down onto the driveway and cracked well there you go see i'm just i'm, I'm sabotaging my own life every second Ugh. but apple products are the crack cocaine of computer shit They're overpriced, they get you high quickly, but it doesn't last, and it's made to keep you addicted, and they know the shit has an expiration date, because they make it that way to keep us junkies on their teat. And I'm sucking that teat like a pro, and rather than a heartbeat trying to torture me through the walls, it's a teat, and I'm grinding my teeth down to nothing. Well, par for the course. Our motherland, Europe, apparently feels the same way. They've had enough. They've had enough of Apple and their bullshit. Now, if you have an iPhone or any other Apple product, you also know how fucking annoying it is to travel with it. And even now, between them changing the headphone tips and the chargers and the U.S.'s are different from the fucking oh, other countries. Oh, God. I forgot go even through- in this story. I forgot <laughs> even about the fucking headphones. Yeah. And you fuck go through- off with that, dude. <laughs> like, fuck off with that. <laughs> fucking losers. We go through, I, at least I do, I go through 40 chargers a year. They also change them. Then you never know which one you're getting. And the fucking tips are all different. And it's fucking annoying. 
Well, the European Union is trying to do something and they're forcing Apple to standardize their stupid fucking chargers and cut the shit when it comes to the upsell and the constant need to change the shit. So we're constantly throwing away our charges and our cables and having to get new ones. And of course, only Apple certified ones, which is also a problem. But the European Union met with all their BO and said, enough. They're the only ones who do any tech regulation, man. Only once. The 27-nation European Commission decided its citizens deserve a common charger cable standard for their smartphones and all other devices. The commission's been working on this, by the way, since 2019. It argues it's a waste of money and resources to have so many incompatible charging standards. And it's also, it's a trash heap. It's a trash heap. It's piles and piles and piles of piles of trash that sit in a dump. They're not recyclable. China's making fucking $2 ones that you buy on Amazon. They Mm -hmm. don't work. You immediately throw them away. Mm -hmm. It's it's an endless cycle of of fucking bullshit. We have 20 headphone adapters, speaking of, that don't fucking work. And those get thrown away. Yep. Now, according to the new law, which is now slated to take effect in the fall of 2024... Quote, mobile phones, tablets, e-readers, earbuds, digital cameras, headphones and headsets, handheld video game consoles, and portable speakers that are rechargeable via a wired cable will have to be equipped with a USB Type-C port regardless of their manufacturer. Snap, So suck it, Apple. (laughs) Take your lightning cable and shove it inside the USB-C and cut the shit. According to Computer World Magazine, which is probably just a Russian troll, but whatever, this is what they said. In fact, you are probably the ones breaking into your computer because you went on Computer World <laughs> probably, and fucking read this. And they're the ones scrolling through all your apps. In fact, USB-C cables and the USB-C standard are better than Lightning in almost every way. First, there's the obvious. Lightning only works with Apple devices. USB-C works with pretty much everyone else's modern devices. Oh, and by the way, Apple can support USB-C just fine. It's been used in iPad Pro third generation models since 2018. Of course, Apple will also sell you a Lightning to USB-C cable. USB-C can also support data transfer speeds of up to 40 gigabytes. Lightning tops out when talking to USB devices at 480 Mbps. That's a wee bit of difference. I love that they're they're European or when they're writing this, like that's a wee bit. It's a wee bit of difference. When it comes to power, USB-C also cleans the floor with lightning. USB-C supports from 3 to 5 amps with its power delivery fast charging standard, making it much faster than standard lightning cables. Lightning only supports to up to 2.4 amps. That's why Apple offers a USB-C to lightning cable with most products. Used with a 20 watt or higher power adapter, USB-C enables Apple users to fast charge iPhones. Apple, who pretends to be the artist collaborative of computers and tricks us into believing they care about the environment and the arts, is just like every other company, but the shit is just good looking. It just is. The shit looks so good. But the level of waste with these chargers is obscene, and it's about time someone started somewhere. Apple needs to live within some boundaries and suffer a little consequence for being so greedy and money-grubbing and destroying of the earth. The European Union is by far the leader in introducing regulations and caring about anything other than guns and abortion and Jesus. And I want them to know we see them. And thank you. Danke schön. Grazie. Merci. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot. So there's that.
that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. We love you all so much, and we are so grateful for all 14 of you. Please consider joining our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. It's $1 for one podcast a week, $2 for two podcasts a week. They're both an hour. And we try to get at least one of them out by, like, the weekend. So you have all week, and then we get the next one out. Whatever. We're fucking doing our best. (laughs) You have all... We try to give you all week to listen to the Patreons. You can pick when you listen to it. You're not married to a day there's no politics no ads no structure no stress and best of all no pressure to join the patreon if nothing else you'll be distracted from your own life thinking how annoying and problematic we are (laughs) constantly on there yep there's a link to a free episode of our patreon podcast in the description of this week's podcast or you can go to our website julianbrandy.com and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to a free episode of our Patreon podcast. If you like it and you decide to join, you can import our Patreon podcast into whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, like Apple Podcasts or whatever, or you can listen to them on patreon.com where you can like and comment on the episodes and message us and other members of our Patreon family. And don't forget about our Patreon idol coming up. You got to sign up if you want to submit a song. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But most Mostly, it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Mr. Beat. Mr. Beat. For pivoting. Yeah. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up. By the way I look, don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man by the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Let me show you around and maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty groovy. Or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal, we could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat world. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual. Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you stay for the night? Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Hit 
the sweet transvestite. Crown transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 